John 14, verse 27. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. How many of you have ever watched a satisfying video? That's the key word, satisfying video. I really want to do see hands. Satisfying videos. Oh, yeah. How many of you haven't even heard of such a thing? I really want hands. Come on, admit it. You haven't heard of what a satisfying video is? Well, let me tell you. I Googled it because I didn't know either. But it's things like most satisfying, best satisfying, and they do pranks and stunts, and you literally watch somebody play with silly putty. And somehow, that's satisfying. All right. So sometimes it's fluffy, soft things. The guys love the stunts, pranks. They like literally just text each other. Hey, dude, did you see this one? Ho, 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 he fell. Over and over and over again. I don't know. The list goes on and on. It's surprising. Go home. Try that keyword. Maybe you like pink fluffy unicorns. It's musical, it's tactile, it's satisfying. Until your kids sing it incessantly, and now I've put the tune in your head, haven't I? I'm so sorry. I have a few things. Research suggests that these items reduce anxiety by reducing cortisol levels in your bloodstream. It even is supposed to improve test scores. So how many of you got Aaron's thinking putty for Christmas? Where's all the kids? Who got Aaron's thinking putty for Christmas? <gasps> yeah. Who got it for a stocking stuffer? That's what I want to know. Well, if I were to play with this one long enough, it's supposed to turn pink. That's its magic. There's also the old fidget spinner. You guys remember these? Yeah. You know, they let these in the classroom now to help improve test scores. I also have another one. I have to walk over here to go get this other satisfying stress reduction. Here we go. So he's not a pink, fluffy unicorn. But he does have a rainbow mane, and he is awfully cute, and he's very cuddly, and his name is Nugget. Nugget is a companion animal, and he will just perch on your shoulder, and he's quite happy there. And Nugget is a, let me make sure I say it right, lion-headed Netherlands dwarf bunny. Rabbit, bunny, yeah. So if I take off his little horn and his little mane, he's got this big, fat lion head fur. Let me tell you, holding Nugget 
I can guarantee you has reduced my cortisol levels as I stand here and face all of you with a little bit of stress and trepidation. Peace I give you, not as the world gives. These things do bring satisfaction. They do reduce cortisol levels, lower heart rate. But is this earthly peace? Is this different than what God is talking about in his Bible? Most people I know want peace. They seek peace of mind. They seek world peace. But is that all there is to it. Recently, Pastor D. Ray preached on my favorite Bible text, and I thought, oh, great. I'll never have another sermon, because that's the only other thing I can imagine that I would preach on. So I can't, you know, copy her or anything. The Bible verse, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, your heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows we need peace and satisfaction. Peace has been on my mind lately. Notice I said peace has been on my mind, not that I had peace of mind. There is going to be quite a few uh, prepositional phrases here in my sermon today. Yes, Lurley, I realize you'll appreciate that. I actually know what they are. Peace of mind. Because of this, I read a little bit about peace, felt like I needed it. I came across an article, three facets of peace, three ideas or thoughts about peace presented in the Bible. The first one, peace of God, peace with God and God of peace. Peace of God. This is the kind of peace I think about the most. Let's read Matthew 6, chapter, uh, verse 25. So I'll have you get out your Bibles, whether it's on your phone or grab one there in the pew. We're going to go to my favorite Bible verses. Matthew 6, 25 to 34. And we'll read together. I'll start with verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Makes me laugh. I'm thinking about purses right now. <laughs> Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store up in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you, now let me slow down here, because can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The reality is, is we can actually reduce our life's hours, right, by worrying. Why do you worry about clothes? 
I have to tell you, I changed my outfit this morning. I thought, man, if I'm going to be up there, I've got to be comfortable. So here we go. I worried about clothes this morning. See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, Solomon, in all of his splendor, was dre- not dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone in the fire tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Skipping to verse 33. But seek ye first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Have you ever felt that way? Each day has enough trouble of its own. So these verses tell me not to worry. Okay, easy to say. It tells you and me that we're valued by God. Head knowledge versus heart knowledge. Verse 33 reminds us what to do. Seek first his kingdom. But how do we do that? It's so easy to say, you know, somebody's stressed out, oh, I'll pray for you. And that helps, right? But how much more to say, can I pray with you now? How do we do this? I'm going to jump to Philippians, kind of a big jump here, so I'll let you get into Philippians. We're going to look for Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. I go to Hobby Lobby, and you see these very Christian-themed um, decorations and, and wall things. In fact, that's where these are from. I know because I saw them there when I was there. And I actually saw this verse on a wall decoration. Tempted to buy it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, yes, we are allowed to make our requests, with thanks giving in your heart, not just in words. Bring your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all of our understanding, all of our knowledge, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. So isn't it just about, let's say it, but Philippians gives us the how to do it. Would you believe me? Some of you heard about our major leak in the house where we actually had to move out of the house. All of our stuff got moved out. They had to replace all the flooring, drywall. Let me tell you, you don't have peace in your mind when you have 10 blowers and two dehumidifiers going 24 hours, 10 days in a row. But that's not the end of the story. Three weeks ago, dishwasher leaking on the new floors. Yep, not kidding. 
Two days later, washing machine leaking on the floors. <laughs> and it doesn't stop. I do not have a good relationship with running water right now. I really wish I was in Laura Ingalls' days where I had to go to the river and bring it. Because the tub faucet. Yeah. And if it could have stopped there, that would have been great because, you know, things are supposed to come in threes if you're superstitious, right? Well, I'm beyond that. Because we're at the front door, turn the key, pull the key out, and out comes the tumbler with it. No joke. Refrigerator, washer, dishwasher, top it, uh, tub faucet, keyhole. Oh my goodness. I mean, seriously. I know it's a brand new house, 17 years ago. But I really wish, you know, new appliances, I know they don't last forever, but do they really all have to go out at the same time? Now you know why peace of mind has been on my heart, but not in my head. Gives me a headache just thinking about it. Would you believe me if I told you I went straight to my knees and folded my hands and bowed my head and said, Lord, thank you for all that you've given me. I'm so grateful for all the appliances that are currently working. And could you help me get through the difficulties of not having a washing machine, a dishwasher, a keyhole, and a tub faucet? Don't believe me, because I didn't. I freaked out, I stressed out, I got on the phone, I got online, I, we have a home warranty program and they say they claim to fix, repair or replace, that's their words, repair or replace, you know how that goes, nod your head with me. <sighs> and then, you know, might as well claim reeking because, you know, during the process of us not living in our home, people had keys, so we might as well throw that in there, it's covered. Well, Mel reminded me to calm down and stop stressing about it. It'll all work out. I didn't want to calm down. I was so mad that I wanted to stay mad. Have you ever been that human? You're so worked up and so mad you want to stay that way? Well, to finish the story, I did let the sun go down on my anger, and it did all work out. But it took time and patience that I really didn't have. Because, you see, Mel was gone at pastor's retreat, so that meant a whole lot of hand washing for dishes. It meant a whole lot of laundry that had to go to the laundromat. I even got so desperate, I said, Laura Lee, I know your parents are out of town. You think their washing machine's available? Desperate times, desperate, desperate measures, right? Well, he's now at Walla Walla doing the tournaments with the high school. So that means I had to schedule each one of these repairmen, one after the other, on hours and times where I could be home. And that means Thursday night was the last repairman that actually could fix something. Three weeks, lots of appliances out. 
But God saw me through it. Even after all the other issues with running water, God was there. Oh yeah, in the process, you know, those little boogers, they ask you for your credit card so we can bill you conveniently once a month so you don't miss a payment and have to pay that whatever, you know, 5%, whatever, 20%. Well, in the process of having to go through my contract to see what was covered, I found out that they had renewed my policy for more money than I had expected. So I called them and did that and fixed it. And yes, that's all taken care of too. Peace of mind. Hard to come by in this world. But Jesus says that we can have it. We just have to constantly lean on him and seek his kingdom first. Keep our prayers and our requests headed his way, not the way of the earth. Because let me tell you, thinking putty was not going to solve my problems. Trust me, just having that insurance policy did not give me peace of mind. Peace with God. I think about this less, but I kind of know and feel it in my heart more every day. I'm going to give you guys time to find Romans. We're going to go to Romans chapter 5, verses 1. Romans chapter 5. Verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are fallen human beings, we are at war with God. Ever since the fall of man, sin has put us at war with God. Our identity has been enemy. But we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. That ended the war. Justified by faith in Jesus Christ ended that war. Jump back a couple chapters with me. We're going to go to Romans 3, verse 23 to 25. Romans 3, 23 to 25. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, I love this conjunction, right? Is that the right word? Conjunction? It's a conjunction. Okay, perfect. Conjunction. And, all are justified freely. I love that one. By his grace, through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented Christ as the sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood. I'm going to repeat this phrase or the sentence a couple more times. God presented Christ as your, your sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood. 
God presented Christ as my sacrifice of atonement. I'm going to take possession of this one, guys. My sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of Jesus' blood. God presented Christ as our sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith, by you, by me, by all of us. This changes our identity. We no longer have to be enemies. I requested Legia to sing the Lauren Daigle song, Thank You So Much. The title of that song is You Say. I love this song. I listened to it all day yesterday and pretty much had no more mascara when I was done. Here are those words. I keep fighting the voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. What is our identity? I know every parent here wants to elbow their teenager. Hey, she's talking about self-esteem. She's talking about identity. Come on, listen up. But kids, elbow right back. Text your parents right back. Are you listening? I am talking about identity. My identity, your identity, our identity. We are in Christ. We are made new. The old is washed away. But just as the song says, Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. We forget. We're human. We forget. Saved by faith in Jesus Christ becomes our new identity. The words in the song continue. In you I find my worth. In you I find my identity. She says it, Lauren Daigle, the voices in our head tell us we are not enough, but with Christ we are justified, and that means peace. Not just peace of mind like Matthew says, oh, I'm not going to worry, but peace with God through Jesus Christ. We're going to enter into the book of Revelation here pretty soon, starting next week. What images come to your mind? You see that book, you hear that book. What images come to your mind? We're going to be going over it chapter by chapter, verse by verse, story by story. So it may seem odd that the introductory sermon is all about peace. I mean, as an Adventist, isn't it all about the beasts and the harlots? Right? Or maybe it's about the scary horses and their riders. I remember the Revelation seminar posters when I was younger. Do you? Let me tell you how this sermon came about. I really thought my career preaching was over 
two heartfelt sermons was enough for me. But there I was, a Sabbath between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm walking through this lobby, and I'm on my phone doing this. And Laura Lee comes up to me, Julie, Julie, and I'm like, can't talk. I've got a sermon in my head. She's like, okay. Needless to say, I'm up here because five days later, let me tell you, I, I never tell Mel when these things pop into my head because I have this fear that I actually will have to do something about it. Yeah, no pressure. Five days later, he comes up to me and says, hey, honey, you think you could preach for me while I'm at Walla Walla? I'm like, no. Did God put this sermon on my heart for that reason? Or because I just needed it? So why pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows? Is it just because it's a satisfying idea? It's pink, it's fluffy. Who doesn't like rainbows and unicorns? It's sure a big contrast with the beasts of Revelation, red, saying terrible things. Ten heads, oh sorry, seven heads, ten horns. I want to focus here on the last facet of the three types of peace. The God of peace. Where is he? Do you ask yourself that question? Stabbings in the library? The individual stabbed and having to be hospitalized? We know him. The individual that stabbed him? We know him too. Fatalities on the 49. I know the one that survived. And I know the mother of the one that didn't survive. Peace doesn't just walk through that door. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Is that how you feel? This world is not my home. I admit, I take issue with that song because should I just be passing through? Is that our purpose? Is that the goal? This world is not my home. But is there a bigger picture here? Is there a purpose here? It's funny, as I typed this, I thought to myself, why do preachers get up here and ask all these rhetorical questions? I'm not, you know, none of you are raising your hand trying to answer them, right? I didn't think a single hand. I asked three questions, not a single hand went up. Right? Maybe nobody's listening. I don't know. They're rhetorical for a reason. They're designed to make you think. Is there seriously a frog in here somewhere? <laughs> like, wow, it's like animal Sabbath here are they're designed not just to make you think, but I want to challenge you. I want them to help you act. This isn't just about thinking and sitting in a pew. This is about taking responsibility and action. Our series, The Lamb Wins, a portrait of peace in troubled times. 
It's exactly as it sounds. Yes, there are scary beasts and details of end times in the book of Revelation, but we know how it ends. We've read it. And the knowledge alone should give us peace. Give us peace of God in our hearts and in our minds. It should give us satisfaction. Beyond thinking putty are pink, fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. It reminds us that we are at peace with God. Since he has reconciled us as sinners through Jesus Christ. Knowledge that, God, that he is the God of peace and the knowledge that the God of peace gives us reassurance in these last days. That means we should feel free to fulfill our purpose, not just pass through, to fulfill our purpose in this great controversy. Not with fear and trepidation, but with confidence, a calm spirit, rooted, rooted in the knowledge that he is our Savior. Not just because he died as that meek lamb on the cross, but because he is coming back again. As Christians, we have so much to gain. As Christians, we have so much to give. Our purpose isn't just to be forgiven. It's kind of a passive thing. But it is to forgive and to bring others to the great forgiver. We have so much to share with others during this time. We have peace joy, and confidence of where this world really is going. Not focusing on fear, the unknown, the destruction of the world, but on the cosmic plan God has for peace to prevail. The grand scale in which Jesus is the Lamb who was slain on the cross, but returns mighty, and victorious, the lion who will be issuing in peace everlasting. So as we begin to focus our attentions on the book of Revelation, let's remember peace on the small scale, such as leaky appliances, and on the grand scale of apocalyptic, got it right, apocalyptic times. John 14 Verse 27, I'm going to read it again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give, not as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. I know so many of you may want to say, Oh, that book again? How many Revelation seminars do I have to endure? The answer is none. Maybe you're thinking in your head, the book scares me. There's so many monsters and beasts, enough for many a nightmare. 
And I bet I know what most of you are thinking. I'm afraid of what the pastor is going to say. I can't bring my neighbor or coworker of another faith. Take another look at the book of Revelation with us during the next series. You might find something different there. A new look, a whole new peace. A peace you can feel confident about sharing with anyone. Verses 28 to 31 continues, You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. In other words, we have nothing to fear. For the Father is greater than I. I will not say much more to you. For the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. When you open your Bibles and you look at, they always give you those funny little numbers and you wonder what those funny little numbers or letters like F might be. It actually brings you to another verse that tells you who the reference is for the prince of this world. And notice it's lowercase prince of this world. John 12, 31 clarifies who the prince of this world is. We all know the answer. It's Satan. But it is peace, not as the world gives. Not satisfying videos, satisfying slimy putty. Like, really, do you want to watch me do this for two minutes? That's what those videos do. Or watch dominoes fall over and over again. Trust me, the peace not as this world gives, because that expensive insurance policy does not give me peace but the peace that only God can give. Peace of God, peace with God, the God of peace. The book of Revelation in a nutshell. The portrait of peace. Come and share each stroke of the master's plan as he creates this portrait of peace. Sweep by sweep with his paintbrush, verse by verse, across this cosmos canvas. As he shares his work of art in the book of Revelation, the Lamb wins a portrait of peace in troubled times. Oh Lord, it is well with my soul. Not because this world is free and easy, but because you attend my way. Not just today, but every day, Lord. You make it well with my soul. And I praise you and thank you for that. You bring peace, peace of mind, peace with you, and Lord, you are the God of peace. 
As we move forward, Lord, in this wonderful Sabbath day to celebrate birthdays, we want to pray over our food and over our fellowship. Amen.